love and light. Thanks for tuning in with Quartus Hadia. Let's talk about complaining. Oh, let's talk about complaining. We have people that complain, you know, on a regular basis. <laughs> they got people that complain every now and then. Then you complain. Then you got people just complain every day. Oh, they complain and complain and complain. This my mom used to always say to me. If you are complaining about it and you're not doing nothing about it, then shut the blank up. If you're going to complain about it and you're not doing about it, then accept whatever it is that you're complaining about. Period. It's very annoying, and I have been around people <laughs> that I say that's complaining every time I come across them. Complaining and complaining and complaining and complaining what happened five hours ago. Complaining about what happened yesterday. Complaining about what happened five years ago. If you have no control over it, let it the F go. Complaining, complaining, complaining does nothing to you. But damage your brain cells. And it changes it it affects the moods of people who listen to me. I get very irritated to the point I would I have to leave the person's environment. I have to, you know, get away from them and <laughs> limit my contact with them. I cannot sit around anybody that don't have nothing positive to say. So y'all know I came across an article. That complaining is annoying, is it, it messes up the mood. So I came across an interesting article coming from n1psychology.com. Did you know that complaining is rewiring your brain and damaging your health? <coughs> Excuse me. Complaining is referred to as expressing discontentment or resentment. Why we may think we are just venting, because people want to say I'm venting, I should be allowed to vent and express my feelings. But to me, that's not venting. That's complaining. Yes, you are allowed to express, yes, your dissatisfaction with something that may happen to you, but it should be a one-time thing. It shouldn't be bringing up every single day. So in reality, complaining has significant impacts on our brain and our happiness. We all complain. The average person complains anywhere between 15 and 30 times a day. Now, I may complain about something that I may have experienced, but the nine times out of 10, I'm complaining to myself. I'm not even complaining to uh, other people. If you ask yourself how many times you complain today, it's probably innumerable. We don't generally complain to torture others with negativity. Rather, by getting our emotions out, we justify that we feel better. But it, how are you feeling better? <laughs> you complain about it, and then tomorrow you complaining about it again. And then the next day, and then the next day, and two months, you're still complaining about the same thing. How is it making you feel better? However, there are shocking flaws in this reasoning. Not only does complaining tend to not make us feel better, but also catches on and makes our listeners feel worse. I'm telling you, it's draining. Very, very, very draining to just listen to someone just complain about everything. Complaining is bad for our mood and the mood of those around us listening. But that's not all that's wrong with complaining. It's also bad for your brain and health. Love and light, peace and blessings. So, how does complaining affect your brain? 
Research from Stanford University has also found that complaining reduces the size of our hippocampus. I think they spelled that word wrong. Well, anyway, which is responsible for memory and problem solving. The study found that engaging in complaining only simply, or simply hearing someone complain for more than 30 minutes could physically damage your brain. So just like human beings in general, our brains generally don't want to work any harder than they absolutely have to do. When we repeat certain behaviors like complaining, our neurons branch out to one another to make information more easy transfer. And that's why that's, that, that type of energy is contagious. <laughs> the more frequently you complain, you increase your likelihood of thinking negative thoughts later. So hanging out with people who frequently complain can be just as destructive as complaining yourself. This is because your brain rewires itself in much the same way. Our brains are wired to imagine what others are experiencing. So when we see someone experience anger or sadness, our brains try it out to enhance our understanding of what they are experiencing. So why is complaining bad for your health? Not only is complaining terrible for your brain, it's also bad for your health. When we, when we complain, the hormone cortisol is released into the body, which is also responsible for our fight or flight response. When our fight or flight response is activated, our brain redirects blood, oxygen, and energy away from non-essential systems. Repeated complaining results in cortisol being released in higher levels, putting us at more risk of developing heart disease, high cholesterol, diabetes, obesity, and stroke. So one study published in the Archives of General Psychiatry found that on average, optimists tend to live longer than peptimists. Optimists were found to have a 55% lower risk of death across all causes and were 25 less likely to die of heart disease. Make a conscious choice. Before complaining, you have a choice. Sure, the situation may suck, but we can choose to learn and focus on how the situation can better us, grow us, and make us better people. We can use that moment to make space for strength to bring us closer to happiness. A bad breakup, for example, doesn't have to be the end of the world as you know it. It can be an opportunity to stop and reflect on what things you value and what you don't like. Or it can highlight red flags so you can avoid them in the future. At the end of the day, everything we go through, every situation we experience, is nothing but a lesson to be learned from it. So instead of complaining about it, learn from it, apply it, and move forward. God is idea.